everyone. I'd like to welcome you to the Kaijin Digital Insights webinar on assembly and annotation of plastid genomes using Kaijin CLC Genomics Workbench, which will be presented by Dr. Marta Matvienko. My name is Marianne Hutchison. I'm the Global Campaign Manager here at QDI, and I'll be your host and moderator for today's session. So as we go through the webinar, please use the Ask Question panel on the left side of your screen to submit any questions that you have, and we'll have time for a Q&A session at the end of the presentation. So I'd like to introduce our speaker for today, Dr. Marta Matvienko. Dr. Matt Bianco is a plant geneticist working on the development of California co coffee cultivation. She manages the Fringe Coffee R&D site in Davis, California. Before joining Fringe, Marta worked for companies involved with genomics technologies, next generation sequencing, and bioinformatics. The majority of her current research projects, as well as past ones, focused on agronomically important plant species. So I'm going to go ahead and hand things over to you, Marta. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Marianne. Yeah, and I also would like to thank uh, Kaijin Product Development and Marketing uh, for the invitation to present here. Uh, the first slide is about uh, disclaiming the information. So the, all this, this seminar is sponsored by Kaijin. Opinions are mine, and the products are presented here are not for the diagnostics applications. So in this webinar, I will cover how to assemble and annotate plastic genomes using Kaijin CLC Genomics Workbench. I'll show how to extract plastic reads from whole genome sequencing data and how to assemble them, uh, how to assemble the plastic genomes. Uh, then we will transfer annotations from plastids of related plant species and finally compare and visualize the newly assembled genomes. We will end up with a fully annotated plastic genomes as shown on the right side uh, of this uh, slide. I will go over two main workflows. This slide shows the first workflow. For this workflow, I will use a plastid genome from a related plant species to collect the plastid reads from whole genome sequencing data. Then I will sample these reads and the NOVA sample them. The annotations will be transferred from a related plastid using the genome as a CLC whole genome alignment tool. In the same way, we will I will collect the short reads. They will be mapped, extracted, sampled. And these reads, uh, will, uh, I will use these reads to evaluate the quality of the NOVA assembled plastic. Uh, in this alternate workflow, we will then, I will then sample the whole genome sequence, sequence the whole genome um, NGS reads and assemble them de novo. And no reference is used in this second workflow to collect plastic specific reads. So here I will start talking about why sampling is important. So there is a problem with using too much sequencing data to assemble small genomes like plastic. First of all, we would introduce too many 
uh, read too many reads with errors. And secondly, and most importantly, uh, I would introduce too many reads from nuclear regions that resemble plastids. And these reads will interfere with quality and efficiency of assembly. The sampling step, uh, which is introduced in all of my workflows here, uh, will reduce the number of reads from the nuclear genome. So as a reminder, most plastids contain long converted repeats, and these repeats will interfere with the assembly. The plastid genomes themselves are usually 110 to 200 kilobases, and the repeats are usually between 10 and 30 kilobases. And because of the repeats, one would need the long, the long reads that are longer, uh, that are longer than these repeats to assemble the plastids uh, easily and efficiently. Uh, and in the first example, I'm going, I'm going to use, it's a simpler workflow, simple, simpler example, and I'm going to use alfalfa, which does not contain these repeats. And shorter reads will suffice um, for plastic assembly in such species which do not have, uh, do not have uh, the repeats. So if we run a simple dot plot analysis of plastic genome without this repeat, just aligning it against itself, uh, we will get just one straight line. And for the species with repeats, we will get additional lines. And the length of these additional lines uh, will um, correspond to the length of the repeats that are present in these uh, uh, chloroplasts. So it's a good idea to run at least um, related uh, species, uh, dot plot on related plastids of related species before assembly of your de novo assembly of uh, species of uh, particular interest to get some understanding if repeats are present or not. So the data used uh, for a de novo, for alfalfa assembly uh, in this presentation is from the same publication I used in my previous presentation, publication of Chen and Quarters in Nature Communication. And the plastic assembly here is the first ever plastic assembly uh, for this particular strain of alfalfa. So the chloroplast assembly, uh, so the first workflow I'm going to present here um, is a, uh, uses a plastic reference um, from a related species, actually, actually from the same species, uh, but it's uh, from a related uh, strain of alfalfa. And uh, I mapped both uh, long and short reads to collect uh, just plastic specific reads. And, um, then they were extracted and uh, some uh, extracted uh, from mappings and assembled the novum. So, and the first step of this workflow is um, to import the plastic genome, related plastic genome from GeneBank using the download from GeneBank importer and the long and short reads uh, imported using Workbench uh, short, short Read Archive importer. And the long reads then mapped using uh, map long reads to the reference under the long read uh, support folder. And uh, the short reads are mapped using map reads to reference under the sequencing analysis folder. And uh, I show on this slide the 
Blasted read mapping coverage is very high in both data sets. For the long reads, I'm getting 28,000 uh, X coverage. And uh, blasted reads um, represent 5% of a whole genome sequencing data set. And uh, short reads um, coverage uh, is 15,000 X coverage. And they represent 6% of the whole data set. So after, after the mapping, both uh, types of reads are extracted using, ex uh, using extract reads tool under utility tools, and then I, they are sampled. So sampling basically reduces the, the data set size. So here I extracted only 5,000 um, long pack bio reads. And this, this amount of reads still will produce about 500x coverage. For Illumina reads, I extracted 100,000 uh, of reads, and this will produce 120x coverage. So these reads, 5,000 uh, pack bio reads, uh, will, will be used for the NOVA assembly. So now we are going to this step the NOVA assembly step after mapping, extraction, and sampling. I'm here. And the long read uh, assembler is called the NOVA assemble long reads tool and located under the long read support uh, folder. So since I had um, very high coverage, I changed here uh, from the default for minimum coverage from 3 to 15. And I also have these particular reads and this particular data set. They are high fidelity pack by reads. So um, I could increase the work size and I increase the work size here to 28. And this is due to the high coverage I have here and to the uh, good quality of the reads. Simply by running this assembler once, I'm getting um, just one single circular contig of 125,637 nucleotides, and it's outputted as a circular contig. So the next step is um, uh, the next step. Uh, in the next step, I need to confirm that if the assembled contig is free of errors, uh, and I'm going to do it by mapping illuminates and uh, looking for variations. So now I'm mapping this 100,000 illuminates using map reads to reference tool and calling variants using basic, basic variant detection tool. So I couldn't find any significant variants after running this tool. It's been, been basically been zero. So I decided to re completely relax our parameters here and see if I can detect at least anything and the highest variant frequency I was able to detect was around 19%. And um, those were in uh, homopolymeric areas mostly. So the, you can see that some of the 19% that they're having about additional A in a very long um, A stretch here. But this is uh, completely insignificant and they're coming from uh, illuminates with errors. So this check I perform confirms that the Nova assembled contig is of high quality and doesn't contain any, any assembly mistakes.
So in the next step, um, I'm going to align this de novo assemble contact with a related annotated uh, chloroplast genome and transfer the annotation to this de novo assemble contact from this gene bank uh, reference um, alfalfa, uh, annotated alfalfa plast. So that is done by using, um, uh, using this tool called, um, called Create a Whole Genome Alignment Tool. It um, not just aligns uh, context, but it also shift, shifts the context start position by using a reference. And that's important because in the de novo assembled context, uh, position one is not necessarily the same position as in the um, oh, kind of accepted chloroplast start position in the gene bank. Uh, so, and, and this tool also can transfer all annotations to no, the novo assembled plast, uh, pla, uh, the novo assembled uh, plastic context. So, uh, important things to um, check, important options to check in uh, setting up this job is um, rearrange context should be checked if we want to shift the start. Uh, reference genome should be selected um, uh, for annotation transfer. Uh, copy annotations should be selected and genetic code should be changed from default to a uh, default of one to 11, which is um, Plasti plant plastic genetic code. And if you are running this tool multiple times, you also want to delete existing annotations as you already have layers and layers of annotations uh, transferred uh, in the previous jobs. So this is a visual output from this tool. It shows you how much, how much this uh, de novo assembled uh, contact was shifted. And all annotations now were transferred from uh, GeneBank plastic to this de novo assembled plastic. And annotations can be visualized in different ways. Here I show you a couple of ways. Uh, one is a graphical interface with um, genes and CDS, um, um, graphical visualization of them, so blue and yellow uh, arrows. And at the same time, I have here a table of annotations. The amount of annotations I got from um, from running this job uh, is the same as in GeneBank. So all, uh, all GeneBank annotations were successfully transferred uh, transferred to, to this newly assembled contact. And uh, uh, we can navigate graphically um, by select, we can identify basically the positions of this or visualize the positions of any of these annotations by selecting annotations in the table. Like here, the small gray box is basically what I selected in this table is also selected here in the graphical view. Oop, sorry. So the next slide. So, but um, however, uh, if you look at the lens of these two assemblies, they are not identical. So that this de novo assembled plasmid, plasmid from the strain in the, this publication uh, data set I'm using is about 300 a base pairs long than the gene bank assembled plasmid. So in the next step, I wanted to compare these two assemblies and find the differences to identify uh, where and what exact positions they differ. Um, so yeah, so going to the very last step of this workflow. 
And one way to do this is uh, to align these two assemblies by using the assemble sequence, uh, sequences tool under the molecular biology tool. So what basically I'm doing here, I'm treating these two newly, newly these two contexts, one is newly assembled and one is a reference, as a long Sanger reads. I'm assembling them together and then I'm using them as a context and calling uh, and calling variations uh, using uh, basic variant detection. One thing to remember here, we have just two reads here, so the minimum coverage and minimum count in the basic uh, variant detection tools should be changed here to one and one. And then we can um, navigate simply like we are navigating variations in, uh, in a context mapping. So I identified only five differences between these two plastids. They're all outside of any annotated regions. And uh, three, uh, two of them are single nucleotide variants, like A in uh, CLC alfalfa plastid and uh, T in gene bank plastid, and um, three indels. And here on the right, I'm showing one of the indels, which is a deletion in uh, CLC assembled plastid uh, versus uh, gene bound plastic deletion of 57 nucleotides. And there are longer insertion, two longer insertions in the CLC assembled plastic, 74 and 290 nucleotides. So just five sites which, are, which differ between these two strains of alfalfa. So this was. Um, um, this was the workflow, and as a summary of the workflow, we just uh, get, we just went through. So I assemble, I selected here, I selected for all plastic reads, I extracted them from a known uh, from a mapping to a known plasmid, I sampled them, and the Nova assembled them, confirmed the quality of assembly, transferred the annotation, and then compared and the newly assembled context with them. Um, with a known uh, with a known concept to find the differences. So um, uh, another workflow I I will be covering is assembling plastics uh, using um, the same NGS data sets. But now I'm not going to use. Um, any plastic reference. So all I'm going to do, I'm going to reduce the whole uh, genome sequencing data set by sampling reads. So the main difference will be here. We just sampling reads, no, no, um, no reference is used to collect the reads. Um, okay, the purpose of sampling is to reduce, I already touched on that, to reduce the number of nuclear genomic reads. And plant genomes usually contain plant-related uh, fragments in their chromosomes. So I want to prevent nuclear homologs of plastid sequences from showing up in the plastid assembly. And that's why I'm reducing this data set. Of course, this will reduce both nuclear and plastid reads, but because there is a significantly smaller quantity of nuclear reads, it will be reduced enough to prevent the incorporation into the plastic assembly. And the chloroplast genome originated reads, um, uh, which I'm looking for, usually comprise five to six percent of whole genome sequencing data. And this high number is a result of the result of plastic being a multi-copy uh, multi-multi-copy situation in each green cell, right? 
So I extracted from this data set uh, only 2% of long reads from the original data using just a sample reads tool. So the original data set, I have 5, 5 million pack bio reads. I extracted only 2%, so it's about uh, 109,000 uh, 109, reads. And then using these reads for uh, a long, uh, uh, the Nova assembled long read um, assembler. And here I'm just using the standard, um, standard settings here without ch changing any parameters. So minimum coverage three and word size 13. Uh, I am getting um, over 2000 contexts assembled without any preselection. And while the amount of contexts is very high, as the second longest contact is output as circular, and it has the same um, number of nucleotides as um, I got in the previous, uh, previous workflow, 125,000. 637. But to confirm that um, uh, that this longest uh, circular contact, basically to confirm that this is a plastic, I need um, uh, I need to uh, the easiest way to confirm it is basically by mapping the reads back and checking that it has a very high coverage. And this is done by map, uh, using this map long reads to reference tool and uh, using the same 100 and, uh, 109,000 reads and mapping them to all this, um, all this list of contexts which came out of the Denova assembler. And the, it's a, um, Denova, and this map, mapper outputs a list of um, contexts with the mapping data and with the average coverage data. And as shown here, uh, this second longest contact has the highest coverage, and the coverage is of uh, 664x, and it's much higher than any other contacts. So right out of here or out of here, I can extract this contact and continue working with it. And if needed, I can I can also remap luminaries uh, to it and confirm that. Um, confirms that it has a high quality, high quality sequencing. So the annotation is done by the same way using create whole genome alignment tool and moving the annotation from the plast uh, from a known plastic. At this step, if um, if someone is working with something really distant without any close um, closely related plastic genomes and gene banks, the other way to annotate uh, would be to collect all possible uh, plastic um, genes and proteins, put them into one file, and use such tools as annotate with diamond or annotate with blast. And those tools can be found under microbial genomics module. I'm not talking in this uh, webinar about them because they were uh, cover it in the, in the previous webinar, which I gave about two weeks ago. But this would be another way to introduce a structural annotation to the Nova Assembled Plasmid uh, if you don't want you to use any, if you don't want to use anything related or if you don't have anything related already available with annotation. Here I show another option for comparing different uh, plastic genomes. 
So of course I wanted to know if the as uh, if the, um, while they have the same lens, they still might have um, some difference in the plastid assembled with the use of related pla uh, related plasmid when I extracted the reeds, uh, using it and or plastid assembled directly from whole genome data sets. So they can be aligned also. Such contexts can be aligned also using map long reads to reference under the long read mapper, and then running the same basic variant detection on, on the context. So what can be done, just one of them can be used as a reference and another is used as a long read. And then calling variants using the same, the same parameters here, one for coverage, one for count. And I could not find any, any differences in this assembly. So basically both of these assemblies are identical. So in the next part of this talk, I will show the tools and workflows for, assemble, for assembling plant plastids uh, with long converted repeats. And for that, I will be using a RISE data set. And RISE uh, plastids, they have a long, uh, very long, um, well, they're tw about 20, 20 kilobases long uh, inverted repeats. And, um, what it will mean that I will have to have reads which are longer than these repeats. Um, usually we do not have high fidelity uh, reads uh, of such lens, so I will be using uh, low fidelity reads, but much, much longer. So the data set is coming from University of Arizona, RISE study. And the data set, um, this PacBio reads data set has reads up to 84 kilobases. They are very long, but they are not high fidelity reads. Uh, for the short reads, to, uh, I will be using. I will be using this Illumina data set from the same rise accession, and. Um, also, I will sample this uh, sample this set. And basically, mostly I'm going describing this workflow. I'm mostly going to concentrate on this particular step, which is called Polish context with short reads, because that's a main difference in this situation when we have to use uh, non uh, not high quality reads, long reads, but not high quality reads. Oh, and yeah, not necessarily long, but. Any, any not really, no, not high quality reads should be polished. Uh, the context should be polished with a better, uh, with a better quality short reads. And I will be using to, to collect all this, to collect all these reads, to collect reads which are plastic specific just for simplicity. I'm using, I'm using um, a related uh, Indica chloroplast from GeneBank. So I'm going to the step, I'm directly going to the step because I already described all the steps. I'm going directly to the step, extract and sample along my reads. So on this data set, um, I had over uh, 30,000 uh, very long reads. So after mapping them, after mapping them to Indica GeneBank Gene chloroplast, I got about 20,000 reads which are mapped. 
but this particular data set actually had not just very long reads, the data set had very short reads. So I didn't want to use any of this uh, for um, uh, the Nova assembly. So I'm selecting only those reads in the next step. I'm selecting only for the reads which are over two kilobases in length, reducing my data set by about 1,000 here. And then I'm randomly uh, sampling only 500, 500 long reads, which will be used for assembly. So out of, after random sampling, my longest read here is 75 kilobases. So and then the Nova assembly step. And in the Nova assembly step, the best word size I found for this data set was 18, with the same minimum coverage as default 3. And after running uh, this tool, I, I'm getting the single circular contact of 134 kilobases, uh, of, of over 134 kilobases. And for such contexts which are sampled using not high fidelity reads, we need to polish them. So uh, for Illumina data set, I extracted, um, I used only 2 million of Illumina reads to map them to the plastid, extracted 98,000 Illumina reads, and used this 98,000 Illumina reads to polish the contact created from the long uh, imperfect reads. So after polishing step, and polishing step uh, is done by using polish with reads tool under the long read support. After the polishing step, the plasmid uh, uh, the plastic, sorry, the plastic um, uh, contig was reduced by about 100 nucleotides from uh, 134, 674 to 134, 568. So, of course, the quality, yeah, I'm not going to repeat how we check the quality of contigs here, but uh, normally uh, you would you would do it here too. You would remap luminaries and check um, check the quality. And uh, annotation was transferred in the same way by by this create whole genome alignment tool. And that basically ends all the workflows I wanted to cover today here. Basically, three three different versions of uh, working with the uh, plastic assembly I, I showed here. Uh, kind of a two variants here with a mapping to plasmid with and without polishing when we are using some related uh, plastic to extract all plastic reads. And another workflow when, when we are not using uh, um, available annotated plastic for collecting the plastic reads. And when one would be assembling any kind of plastic, it's actually it's very useful to know if uh, uh, if the chloroplast we are assembling uh, have long repeats or does not have them then your workflow might be a little bit different. So just it's um, running a simple dot plots is always useful before going to the assembly. The tools uh, which were used uh, in all these workflows listed here. So the data were imported uh, using um, 
NGS uh, NGS reads using were imported using uh, the tool search for reads in uh, short read archive and directly imported to GenBank. Search for sequences at NCBI tool was used to import um, all annotated uh, plastids uh, directly from GenBank. Uh, under utility tools, uh, sample reads and extract reads were used. Three tools from long read support were used, assembler, mapping, and polisher. Annotations transferred with uh, create whole genome alignment tool and the various um, uh, supportive tools were used for evaluation of quality and extraction of reads, uh, map reads to the reference and resequencing analysis and variant detection for uh, comparing, the comparing the plasmids and uh, checking the quality of the context. And I covered some tools, but there are, um, and that all the tools I covered, they are part of um, Kaijin CLC Genomics Workbench, but there are many other tools and they can be found on the Kaijin website. And this ends this presentation, and thank you so much for your attention, and I will be happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> thank you, Marta, for that interesting presentation. So again, um, we'll have some time for a Q&A session. So if you have any questions, please feel free to go ahead and put them into the Ask Question panel on the left side of your screen and we'll answer them with the time that we have left. So the first question that we have is, will the annotation transfer if there is a broken ORF? Uh, no, annotation will not transfer if there is a broken ORF. No, you will have to look, you'll have to fix, um, fix that sequence manually or will transfer annotation manually you can also can easily do it no annotation will not transfer with broken rf okay the next question is can i assemble a bacterial genome in a similar way yeah sure so not just bacterial genome but any any uh Prokaryotic, eukaryotic can be assembled in CLC genomics workbench uh, quite easily. Yes, and uh, the genome size really doesn't matter. Just plastic, assembly of plastic genomes is probably the simplest variant um, to demonstrate the, how the assembler works. Okay. Next is, can the whole genome alignment tool be used for plant genomes? Uh, yes, indeed. I actually even use it my work um, um, uh, with my work um, uh, in coffee. So um, I, of course, you want to, to you want to align individual chromosomes. So what you want to do, you want just to make files of individual chromosomes and align them individually. And that's uh, pre pre pretty nice visualizations. I'm getting I'm getting uh, using that tool for. Uh, chromosome comparison between different strains of coffee. Okay. Next question is, uh, can you talk about how to export the annotation information out of the workbench? Yeah, so there is a export button. Uh, 
And uh, annotation can be exported in uh, many different formats. There are lots of different standard formats and non-standard formats. So just select uh, select the option you want to have your annotation exported. Yes, very easily can be exported or indeed imported annotation. Any annotations can be imported to WorkBench. Okay. Uh, next question from the audience is, what would change in the workflow if no long excuse me no long reads are present? Oh yeah, so you will have to work more. That's that's what I can tell you. Yes, that's how we assembled um, uh, plastics before. So what if you really do not want to use long reads, so you don't have them um, to fully assemble a plastic without using any reference, you will need to have Illumina made per libraryist, and it's possible to do. Yeah, so just uh, you will have to go through the context. Uh, you will what you will need. You will need to use. Um, CLC uh, genome finishing module. Um, there is another module I didn't touch on today, uh, which will allow you to align contact to manually connect them or to automatically connect them. Yes. It depends how you want to do it. If you want to use some related reference, it will be easy. If you don't want to use some related reference, you just will have to uh, you have to play with in, inside of the software more. But and yeah, with good data you still can do it. But made okay. by reads will be required, definitely. Okay, thank you. Okay, the next question is, um, are the long and low quality reads nanopore sequences? I didn't use today any nanopore sequencing. It was a uh, long pack by reads. So what I was used those uh, up to 86 kilobytes reads, they were still packed by reads, but they were, yeah, they were not high fidelity reads. But nanopore can use the same way. Yeah, it can use, it can be used, they can be used the same way, but yeah, and then you just polish with, uh, polish with any good quality reads such as Illumina or any other platform. Okay, the next question we have is, what if no related organism is available? How should we proceed? Yeah, just like I showed in my second workflow, you just sample them. You, you have to sample your reads. You don't want to use a really large, well, if you have just small amount of reads, that's fine, but you really don't want to go above of coverage of a few hundred and uh, start assembling them. And then uh, if you don't have anything closely related and gene bank to your species, yeah, just use annotate with diamond, annotate with blast, collect all possible uh, chloroplast genes into one list and use them to find what is actually, what is actually present and uh, in your genome and those structural annotations that way. Yeah, diamond and oh, annotate with blast, that's what you're going to use for annotation. Okay, thank you. Um, and then the next question that we have is, is sampling of reads always a good idea, even if one has no long reads? Yes. Yes, you want to reduce, yes, you want to reduce um, 
still nuclear reads and you want to reduce uh, the amount of reads with the mistakes, um, with errors in them. Yeah, because you don't want these reads to go into your assembly to interfere with your assembly. Yeah, basically this is a step and it's a kind of a dilution step. You remove all the contaminants um, with your data set assembly. Okay, thank you. So that looks like all of the questions that we've gotten in uh, today. Um, if you do have any other questions, please go ahead and submit them in the Ask Question panel. Um, if, we, if there's any questions that we were not able to address today, we'll be happy to follow up with you by email. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our session. I'd like to thank our speaker, Dr. Marta Matvienko, for joining us today. Um, and I'd also like to thank the audience for joining us and for your attention. Um, so we hope that this was helpful for you. And again, this is a second webinar in a three-part series. We invite you to join our third session, which will be on May 18th. And it will cover RNA sequence analysis using PacBio and Illumina reads from a host-pathogen interaction. So that concludes today's session on assembly and annotation of plasmid genomes using Kyogen CLC Genomics Workbench. And we look forward to seeing you in a future webinar. So thank you and have a good rest of your day.